Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Hi. Um, welcome to another episode of podcast 287. I'm Mark. Um, I'm not your normal host, but uh, I'm your co-host. Host Tim. Tim, are you here? Hello? Uh, I'm present. Okay, good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I was uh I have no more I have no more enthusiasm anymore, Tim. <laughs> Why is that? Chris Christmas is over and I got every can I curse? Can you huh? edit it? Can I curse? Wait. Can I edit it? Can you edit it? I it, wanna curse. You Tim. know, it's it's early enough. Let's why not? Okay. Tim, I got every Christmas present <laughs> I ever wanted. <laughs> Ever. You know why? Why is that? Mother <laughs> Boba Fett is back. <laughs> Sorry. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm 100% right, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> so damn. Someone's going to say it. I know we're going to wait. I know we're always like, hey, how's it going? We do business, then we talk about the episode. But there's nothing else I'm talking about other than I finally got what I wanted. I wanted this for years. Years, Tim. (laughs) Tiny little baby boy. Well, not really baby boy. But 1983, 10-year-old Mark. No, not Boba Fett. That was my favorite character. Mm, Saw him in the comic books. It's cool that he came back. It's not the same thing as live action, though. He's back. Boba Fett is back. Full time. Full time. Well, I don't know. We'll talk about that. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious he's going to be in the next episode, if nothing else, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But I have some, I have some sad suspicions, or or some worrisome, uh, some worrisome thoughts about the future, Tim. Do you think Boba Fett's going to die? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Okay, it's going to be a while if they do because, look, they just brought him back after a 40 year Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I I mean, look, they just just brought him back, A, to like a huge hype, to a huge plot point. It was the season opener was hinting about his return. They hinted it in season one. And on top of that, they're going to supposedly give him a miniseries. Miniseries, which supposedly details what happened before he met up with the Mandalorian in this episode. I mean, yeah, but like... I don't know. It just seems kind of kind of lame to kill off a character you just brought back and then do a retroactive series. Sure does. <laughs> but you but, think they're going to do it anyway? So here's here's why I'm worried. One reason and one reason only. They blew up the Razor Crest. Yeah. Oh, you think Mandalorian's going to take Slave One as his own ship? Yes. Yes, huh. I'm I'm worried that it will become his ship. That's a really risky move. I don't know if they do it that. It is a risky move. It's a very risky move. Here's the thing. The one thing that everybody said about Boba Fett, and the one you know, people that complain about the character or the joke about the character is he went out like a chump. Right. That's always been the complaint. So now you know he didn't go out like a chump. Okay? Right. So the thing at this point is then, he is now redeemed as far as that goes, and anything else that happens to him is—it's not fair game necessarily, but it, he's already redeemed. 
I mean, yeah. So you get the inkling now that he is a changed man a little bit. He's certainly not the no disintegrations Boba Fett that we've met. He could be. He seems wiser. Yes, he seems a little more like matured. Yeah, and and not necessarily, you know, I don't care who's right or wrong. I'm in it for myself. He seems to have some sort of moral code. Yeah, a little bit more. I mean, the the entire concept of him sticking around, saying like, "No, we're not done till we protect the child." That that implies a sense of like honor code that you may it not does. have expected him to have before. It does, and and what also you sort of get, or the feeling is, is that there's more to his. He's got. He has deep feelings for his father, or at least some sort of. Uh, regret or, or sorrow about some sort of emotional connection. Correct. Correct. What other father and son are in Mandalorian? You, you know, I, I was going to bring that up actually about how their relationship is kind of mirroring Mando and uh, Grogu, kind of. Correct. So, what I'm worried about is that he doesn't want either, maybe he saves Mandalorian. Or maybe he saves Grogu. Or maybe he sees that, you know, he sacrifices himself, you know, to save either one or both of them. Because he wants them to have the sort of relationship that he never had. It feels like there's something there. Couple that with the Razor Crest. They just built a ship. Or they just had a big fundraiser. uh, Or GoFundMe for the Hasbro Razor Crest. Yeah. And now it doesn't exist anymore. And it's not just we can fix it. It's blown to smithereens. <laughs> well, what if, what if he buys like the same ship? <laughs> just like a different one. It's the Razor Crest 2. <laughs> Tim, that's dumb. I, I, hey, I didn't say it wouldn't be, but I, you can't tell me that it's impossible. No, they'd be like, well, I got the Aluminum Falcon. It's just as good as the Millennium Falcon. All I'm saying is that in, in EU, Slave 2 exists. Oh, that's right. F*** that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Tim. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so, uh, one thing I'm kind of wondering, too, is there are two episodes left. Who's directing them? Cause as of right now, we've had everybody who we knew was going to be directing. And like, I think I said last week that Robert Rodriguez was going to be doing the finale. Cause I saw somebody on Twitter say that I forget who, but somebody who's usually right said that. So I just went with it, but that's I'm wondering apparently if he's wrong. I'm wondering if he's going to direct the, uh, um, the potential Boba Fett series. I mean, that would be sweet. From what I my my understanding is that he was a kind of a last minute replacement. He wasn't going to originally direct this, but he's a friend of John Favreau's, and they needed a replacement for some reason. So he came in to do this episode. Well, you know why he's a friend of John Favreau? Uh, no. Watch the Chef Show. Oh, really? I've heard of that. I didn't know. Yeah, I think it's the actual. I think they actually meet each other in that episode, or sort of. It's a beginning of of an early sort of friendship. Uh, my parents love the chef show and yeah. it makes, makes my dad's enjoyment of the Mandalorian even that much better, to be honest, because he likes John Favreau as a person in the show so much yeah, that he's like, this is a great show. Now, granted it is a great show, but I think it, you know, 
it just makes it easier for him. Yeah. You know, you like rooting for people that you like. Right. I don't know. That's that's my thought on it so far. So I don't entirely know if it's well. I won't know if it's accurate until later. But well, here's something else that I, I, I this is kind of bigger than this episode specifically, but it's still a thought I've been having. You know, every Monday, like today, you know, every Monday we've been getting character posters after every episode, right? Yeah. And they've all been various, uh, for I mean, for the most part, cool new hype characters. Like we have one for Bo-Katan, we have one for Ahsoka, we have one for Boba Fett, we got one for Gideon, you know, we got all these people. I mean, Frog Lady too, so you know, but who, who did we get for the last two? Because here's where I'm at with things, okay? I've seen multiple reputable sources doubling down, basically, that Rex is coming up. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I see how at this point in the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and also it's like, okay, now everything so far that's happened, you, you know, and people always complain that it's uh, it's a tiny universe, right? Yeah. Uh, everything so far that's happened is certainly plausible. It makes sense why he might meet Bo-Katan. And, and obviously if he meets Bo-Katan, it makes sense why he might meet uh you know, Ahsoka, especially if he's looking for, you know, if he's looking for a Jedi. Boba Fett makes sense based on he's wearing a Mandalorian outfit and he's a bounty hunter, so their past crossing doesn't doesn't surprise me. Right. But if suddenly you start running into Grex, it's like, okay, I would rather see that in an Ahsoka show, and it would make more sense in an Ahsoka show than having Rex show up. Yeah. Unless he's flat out getting a crew together, which he clearly is, and Rex is one of the people that comes along. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I just. I mean, I mean, he's he, they're about to break out. What's his name from the from the prison? The yeah, Imperial Sharpshooter, right? Bill Burr, uh, Bill, Burr, Bill Burr character yeah. Mayfield. Yep. <laughs> So his whole point is that he, you know, he's obviously putting somebody together. I wouldn't be surprised if Bo-Katan comes back or even Ahsoka. So I guess, you know, I, the, pro- the problem is, is that once Ahsoka gets in the mix with, with Gideon, I just, I don't, I think the power dynamic is way off. Yeah. Like, I think Ahsoka, I think Gideon can beat anybody, but there's not any reason why he would beat Ahsoka. And so bringing her in is way overmatched. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. So I don't know. So this is something I was actually going to point out in uh, last week's episode, and then it just kind of got overlooked. But we we know that we have the potential for a Gideon and Mandalorian fight now that he has the best Scar Spear, right, versus the Darksaber, right? Yes. We've talked about how it wouldn't be a fair fight to have Ahsoka versus uh, versus Gideon, right? Correct. Although I think it, it may be a little bit more fair than we thought, just on the basis of how the woman with the like the the Dathomir woman with the uh, uh, she was from, yeah she's from Dathomir with the Beskar spear was able to get disarm one of her lightsabers. Which I mean, I know it's for dramatic effect, but you can still kind of work with that. But anyway, the point is how visually fantastic would it be to have white lightsabers fighting the dark saber would be great like 
that seems really tempting from a filmmaking perspective. It does. I mean, I see where you're coming from on it. I I tend to think there's something else that's going to happen, but I, I think I think visually it's certainly the most striking. I mean, I agree. And there also seem to be building up toward. Okay, here's another thing. Do you think the last two episodes are going to be kind of like a two-part finale, or is next week a normal episode when the end is the beginning of a finale for the following week? No, I think I think I think we're getting a cliffhanger on the on the third episode. So, um, so no real like finale element. It just like stops. I think so. I mean, that's my opinion. Okay. Because, I mean, it feels, at this point, it feels to me like they're kind of building to some sort of uh, squad goals moment, <laughs> like for a finale, where you've got uh, Mando and uh, Cara Dune, and maybe uh, you've got Mayfield, Boba Fett, Fennec. We'll see who else he collects along the way, but you got his group of people coming together to get the kid versus Gideon and the Empire, essentially. We may not know the result of that fight until next season. That may be a cliffhanger, but it feels like they're building toward that. And I don't know who all is going to be involved, but this also kind of lends toward who did Grogu end up speaking to or communicating with, if anybody, on the Seeing Stone. Is there a Jedi on his way or her way to help with that? Right. Is that still coming? Right. And if so, is that kind of a reveal uh, in the last episode, perhaps of like the hype moment, like hey, somebody showed up, and then there's a cliffhanger right after the reveal, and then we have to wait till next season. That could be. I mean, I wouldn't. I, that wouldn't surprise me. No, actually, wouldn't surprise me at all. Taking it a step further, I, <laughs> I've, I've thought about it a little bit, and I feel like you know this is just me thinking. There's obviously no authority or leaks or rumors behind this. Um, just my thought process. I feel like the most likely person to show up if anybody does is Cal Kestis who is the Jedi from Fallen Order the game there are two or three really primary reasons why I say that first off uh, this show The Mandalorian as I said before has been tying together so many various aspects of Star Wars into one series right and okay. they, they, they've touched on the games a little bit, like with the crate Dragon Pearl. You know, that came from a game. And, and there's a couple other things here and there they've tied in. But other than, than little things, they haven't really incorporated games a lot yet. They've gotten the other shows with both Rebels and Clone Wars, and they've gotten books referred in there periodically. And then, of course, the, the other films. But the games are still kind of out there to be explored a little bit. So I feel like they can bring in this character from a game that's another tie-in to the show because it seems to be, again, like the, the center of all aspects of Star Wars is what they're trying to do. Uh, that's reason one. R reason two is we have another Katie Sackhoff idea where the actor who plays him, uh, uh, Cameron Monaghan, I believe his name is, who played Cal Kestis, looks exactly like him he did the motion capture for him for the video game and the voice acting and like and it is actually a cg character based off of him it's his animated face <laughs> that they do so it would be a perfect cast obviously and then reason three is he's got a history with these types of things because he he was in gotham for example he's he knows how to do tv shows in fact that's probably his most comfortable area of uh, acting so I feel like it just makes sense to have it be him for those reasons. Again, for all I know, it's going to be a D.H. Mark Hamill. I don't know. But 
this seems like the most likely scenario to me. Great finish. Um, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> certainly likely. I saw somebody else throw out the... Uh, I, I don't know where it came from, but we're going to get Starkiller. I have seen some people say that. I've seen that. I've seen some people saying like Quinlan Voss, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Uh, I saw Mike Zero say it's Mace Windu. Uh, well, Mike Zero. Although I would like to see Mace, Mace Windu. So it's not, it's not, you know, act like I don't want that. I mean, uh, I would be hyped, well, but I do not see that happening. Our, our friend Drew suggested to me that it might be uh, Jason Sindula. Oh, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Uh, yeah, no, I guess. I mean, it'd be a I bit mean, of a stretch, but it's kind of a, a of a an, it's an interesting pull from other lore. Right, but then again, it's like, okay, seriously, is it going to meet everybody from Rebels? And I've heard some people suggest they want it to be Cal Katarn. Uh, okay. Who else? I mean, again, Luke's, of course, a big one. Um, I saw, who was it? The, I really don't think this is likely, but I saw somebody in like a, a Reddit forum or something say they wanted to be embarrassed because she's good again. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I don't understand why uh, it can't be somebody new. Yeah. I mean, it, it you know, did, did anybody say Ezra? Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like the top two guesses I've seen are Luke and Ezra. Oh, okay. Uh, those are the two most common things that, again, as far as I've seen. I, I forget her name, but wasn't there a character in one of the comics and she was supposed to be one of Luke's first apprentices? Oh, Mara, Mara Jade? No, 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 no. I mean, like in the current canon. Like the current oh, comic. no idea. I haven't seen anything like that yet. Okay, I forget. I feel like this person exists. I came across it however many months ago, and I don't remember. But I want this is I could be very wrong because it's based off of memory. But I want to say that she may have like white hair, like she's young, but had white hair maybe or something. But yeah, she went. No, I'm not. I'm not up to date. Okay, because again, that's another bit of a reach. But you could do something kind of like that, where you're like, hey, you know, this is one of Luke's apprentices who showed up. It's cool for the people who know her from the comics. And if you don't know her, guess what? You say this is one of Luke's apprentices. Cool, you're caught up. You know, apprentice. Is it apprentice? Yeah, it is now on this show. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to. I'm listening to. I pose my ad at for my book <laughs> nice. for my bookshelf. Book Sorry. Okay, no joke. I actually thought of you while I'm watching this episode because I for, for other than for obvious reasons. Because when Boba Fett drops down and he's got the armor over the like tunic thing. I'm like, that's a new figure Mark needs. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's there's Boba Fett in his uh in his uh you know Tuscan with the Gaffy stick or is it is it Gaddafi? I think it's Gaffy. I think it's Gaffy stick. Gaffy stick. And it, and his uh, whole look there. And then just uh you know reading reading the interview. Did you read the interview with Tamir Morrison? I did. Well, I, I skimmed a part of it, but I went through most of it. I was at work, so. <laughs> so the part how how basically he's familiar with how to use those weapons because of uh, yeah. his heritage and all that, and so for yeah. him using a type of stick, you know, it's like, hey, that's pretty good. And I don't know if they if they, you know, had him do that because of his familiarity, but whatever it was, it, it worked. 
I mean, can I just say that it feels like a blessing to have this man back in Star Wars right now? It really does, because... So, so for me, you know this, Attack of the Clones has always been one of my favorite movies. Yeah. You know, I, I won't rank it at the top, and, and it has, at times, some pacing issues. But it is just one of the most interesting Star Wars movies for me because of how many different things it builds as far as, you know, world building, just different characters and places. and, and, and I feel like it took the most risks of all the movies. It did. It really did. And at the time, I remember everybody talking about Jangle Fett, and that was stupid, and Boba Fett the clone, and that's stupid. And I can see where people came from. You know, I, I, I can I don't agree with that opinion, but I could see it. And then I remember when people were upset that, oh man, we're changing his voice in Empire Strikes Back. That's ridiculous. And yeah, now but... that all that stuff's been done and we have this moment, it's like, oh, it's all been building in some small way to this, you know? Well, it has, and it's it's so rewarding. And I think we also need to remember that I mean, A, Star Wars fans as a whole suck at getting used to new ideas let me just say that oh but, yeah but the clone wars i think was a huge factor in that as well because not only did it show a side of the of, of how clones are and the clone personality and that they aren't just a, a 100% carbon copy in every way of each other you know it it did a lot to explain how this how this is boba fett's involvement in the clone wars i think it it helps with people's understanding of how it is instead of just thinking that it was a shorter Django Fett in green armor instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did. And and it feels like even now that, that they have that backstory and they have this, you know, story to work with that they can weave more and more of the, the tales between the two or the, you know, they can weave more father son dynamic. Or, or you know what they built on into this. Yep. I saw that the script for this episode was only nineteen pages long. Oh really? Yeah. And that apparently Robert Rodriguez did his, you know expanded that with the action scenes, but that's also why it's only a thirty-two minute <laughs> episode. So what did you think of his directing? Oh, I thought it was great. I I don't know who was originally supposed to do it that he was apparently a replacement for, but I think it's a perfect episode for him. I think if you're going to reintroduce Boba Fett and give him an entry in costume you know, or in armor that the fans want, it's got to be a scene like we got where he just absolutely wipes the floor and Robert Rodriguez is one of the best directors to show that. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's an odd episode. Um, I it's definitely not the best directed episode. It for me, it's lit in some scenes, super bright. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some weird lens he put on in spots that would cut off the edges and almost made it look not necessarily like a fisheye lens. Uh huh. But do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't notice it, but I know what you mean. So if you if you rewatch it, there's some shots where the edges are the edges of the frame are crumpled or or they're kind of uh, uh, concave. Okay. Um, and I I saw enough times it's like okay, well that's an interesting use. I'm not sure what he's going for there, but um. So I don't you know bottom line I don't, I don't think it I don't think it's the best directed episode, um, but I don't really care. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think I it's think, supposed to be. Well, I, I think it did exactly. I think it did exactly said exactly what um, it's supposed to be. And and he just, I think he probably directed it really quickly. Yeah. Did you see the Did you see the one video where uh, somebody snuck onto the set when they were filming it? I saw that when it came out, however many months, like July or whatever that was. I saw. Yeah, it I never seen it until recently. But you look yeah. at it; it doesn't even look like they put any filters on on the environment. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're and, right. They didn't try and make it a, a different planet. They're just like, let's film it, let's do it. <laughs> you're right, and I, I do remember thinking at the time when we saw the original video, everybody thought the guy in the hat was Dave Filoni. And oh. it's not. <laughs> right. It's clearly not. But again, that brings me back to the point. Who's directing the last two episodes? Are we getting Dave Filoni and John Favreau again? Are we getting some people we didn't know? Is the George Lucas hope slash rumor going to happen? I mean, what's going on? I, I hope slash rumor is George Lucas. I mean, again, I, I want it to fantastic. Be. I just... I mean, that's a lot to hope for, but it would be great. Well, because here's the thing. So, so you know, we've got the George Lucas and um, we've got the George Lucas and shoot, I almost said the bad word, but we've got the, we got the George Lucas and Baby Yoda picture out there or Grogu picture yeah. out there yeah. uh, for a long time. And then everyone's like, oh, this was the episode because Ahsoka's off screen. Or she's right there, actually, the whole time. So you didn't even realize. But it's like, well, what if we didn't even realize that this is not actually that episode, but this mm-hmm. is the episode eight, like you said, mm-hmm. because Ahsoka is in it, mm-hmm. and he's directing it. Yeah, could be. I, I think it's I think it's unlikely, but it could be. All right, we got more stuff to talk about. Like? Like, baby... Yoda choking some stormtroopers out. <laughs> we haven't even discussed that. Not only have we not discussed that, we haven't discussed uh, our what is it speculation on what might happen. A little bit more in depth. Right. I'd like to go there. Yeah, no, absolutely. But what do you think about that? Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I know some people were saying that it seemed like he was kind of teetering on the dark side a little bit with some of it at the end, especially. Um. I think it's a fair point. I think if anything, it's more, it would be way early planting seeds that would have to be developed more to show that he may have some dark side temptations. I think it was just a one scene that could be taken either way. Um, so again, it, it could mean that, and maybe we'll get more of that in the future. That would be interesting. Cause then that also shows the further need for some sort of guidance and mentor of some Jedi, uh, Jedi. Um, I mean, if you wanted to, that could be a way to pull Ahsoka back into it if they can't find anybody else. And he's like, look, he's leaning toward the dark side. He's already going down the path. It's up to you to save him. I could see them doing that, but that also kind of... That that changes the relationship that they've been building with Din and Grogu to this point a little quickly, it would seem. Well, I don't think at this point it makes any sense for him. If Ahsoka, if Ahsoka wouldn't take him, you know, him pawning off on anybody else doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, a along the same lines, a nice Jedi showing up 
doesn't make sense either because uh, what's the point in introducing us to these Jedi if one wouldn't take them, you know, who's the other one going to be? It would make more sense as far as story-wise go if it's a if it's a bad Jedi or or you know. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I could see it where it's like one of Luke's apprentices who shows up and she's like, "Hey, we got this whole academy. It's freaking awesome. You want to come with me?" And for whatever reason, either story things that happen, or Grogu just decides he doesn't want to because he wants to stick with basically the the one he sees as his dad. You know, he wants to stick with him. I, we don't know, but they could present that option to him, and they just decline it. What if? What if? Um... What if the person that responds to him is is a young Ben Solo? We we mentioned that before, but again, he would be approximately five, six years old, something like that, and it seems like a bit of a stretch. Uh, maybe, but but he he could bring along uh, Luke. It's possible. It's not like you'd hop in a you know in a ship and go search for him, but. I don't know. I, I I think I think they're building way too much. Well, was... so when is that? When is that Disney investor conference again? Because everybody likes to Thursday. swear it's gonna. So this Thursday, everybody likes to swear it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, they're gonna real uh, reveal so many things. Right, but we're not gonna we're not gonna learn that there's an Ahsoka and Grogu show coming out because then that sort of reveals the ending. You know what I mean? Right. You you may learn that, you know, because Boba Fett is such a huge success, we're going to have a mini series from Boba Fett due to his success. It's like, okay, we've already known that's coming, so you can I, pad it any way you want. If there is any sort of surprise from it, I would expect, really, especially if it relates to Ahsoka, I would expect it to be more of a uh, Rebels follow-up in the form of Ahsoka and Thrawn, whether it's animated or not, who knows, but... I would expect it to lean more toward that way than Ahsoka and Grogu. Right, but you, you get what I'm saying. I'm not going to reveal any yeah. big yeah, time Anything that would give anything away for the rest of this year, yeah. Um, you know, because you could, you could reveal... So it's this Thursday, it's before the last episode, so you could reveal a Boba Fett series even if he dies because, you know, obviously they could have a miniseries about where he's been or what he's been doing. Right. I don't know. I... I I'm not sure where they're going to go. I mean, ultimately, I, I think we're going to get little bits and pieces of, of Grogu every season. I think he's going to stay with, you know, the Mandalorian for now or with, with Din. Uh, I still think my guess is that speculation-wise, he's fighting Gideon. Obviously, with the, uh, there's a, there has to be a reason why you give him that best car staff. Has to be. Yeah, has to be a reason that we already see that it can it can go toe to toe with a lightsaber. Yeah. We already know lightsabers can go toe to toe, you know, with the dark saber. So ultimately, we've got them setting up that Bo-Katan wants it. She thinks it's hers. Yeah. So what if he gets it? Ooh, you know, ooh. What if Mando starts fighting Gideon with it, but he's not? super skilled with a spear type of combat. So he starts to lose it. Bo-Katan ends up taking it and defeating Gideon with it and getting the dark saber back. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it'd be cool. <laughs> it would be cool, but, but what would be cooler is if 
he gets the dark saber. The Mandalorian. Then he's the leader. Yeah, you just kind of shut down my brain with that. Like, and then Bo- possibility Bo-Katan, had not... Yeah, Bo-Katan's now his enemy. Oh, no. No. And <laughs> it, is, it is now it is now a Mandalorian civil war of uh, his sect versus her sect or her group. Well, they, they've been... <sighs> I don't see that happening because, like, they ended on they. they do I need to far... find? Do I need to find that quote about uh, Mandalorians going to be Game of Thrones? Oh well, I'm just saying, like, they they are so clearly set up to be friends right now in the first place. But on top of that, why are they Bo-Katan, set up to be friends? Well, no, I mean, because like, Bo-Katan's the one who's setting him on the path of going away from the Death Watch remnants. Like, she's leading him toward the light right now, which is where the character seems like he should be going anyway. It would be a reversal of his character development over the course of this season to have him go against the one who's trying to pull him where he needs to be. Why does he need to be that way? Oh, because, that, again, look at his, char- his personality in Chapter 1, and he's just completely cold and borderline heartless and whatever. And here he is. He's like the dad who's playing with his kid with the little ball, trying to get him to use the force to take it and laughing about it and making, you know, new friends along the way, talking about the nice lady Ahsoka. Like, he's entirely different so far. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think I still like what we've talked about before about where this show can go because we know season three is happening now and uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito has referenced to season four before so there's a lot more story potential to come and we've talked about season one being establishing the setting season two being establishing some characters season three could start the more major conflict of of the series if there's going to be one and as we've discussed it before, that could relate to Mandalore. So, I mean, how do we get there? Well, I'm trying to find his quote. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm, keep talking. No, no, we wait. Well, you're going to have to edit it then, maybe a little bit. And that's normal. Uh, so many people quote it. I'm trying to find it. It says, hold on. Well, wait a second. <sighs> okay, so so this is John Favreau. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's not necessarily saying what I'm saying or what I'm thinking, but he is comparing his own show to Game of Thrones. He says the new season is about introducing a larger story in the world. The stories become less isolated, yet each episode has its own flavor, and hopefully we're bringing a lot more scope to the show. As we introduce other characters, there are opportunities to follow different storylines. The world was really captivated by Game of Thrones and how that evolved as the characters followed different storylines. That's very appealing to me as an audience member. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily say that I'm modeling it after Game of Thrones, but... Right. I don't know. I think it would be far more interesting. You know, the show is called The Mandalorian. Right? Yeah. It, it's... I think having a Mandalorian scope would be amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, a Mandalore scope to where you can't have everybody be really happy. 
you could certainly have them try and retake you could have them try and retake Mandalore together because it sounds like it's still in Imperial hands or right. occupied hands of some kind. Right. You know, I think eventually we're going to get there. But are we going to get there with Bo-Katan as the leader? Or are we going to get there with the Mandalorian as the leader? I mean, again, that is an interesting idea because I hadn't even considered that before. I feel like it's... I mean, it kind of feels like you, you have to make it Bo-Katan. I know you don't, but like, you just feel a little disappointing if it's not her. It's supposed to be her. We know this. Why is it supposed to be her? It's always supposed to have been her, especially with Satine. She failed. Which she acknowledged in Rebels, and now she's ready to go back. But she also was willing to uh, go back on her word in order to uh, have him do something. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think she's got a lot of room to stand. You know, a leg to stand on. But she's been a hero for us, literally standing side by side with Obi Wan, Ahsoka, and Anakin before. It's not a good idea to me, from an audience perspective, to make a hero of a show that, by the statistics, was more popular than this one, make her a villain in this one. Or an antagonist, I should say. Who's more well-known? The Mandalorian or Bo-Katan? I mean, I... I, I the average I, I, in, a general, in a general audience, most likely the Mandalorian right now. But again, I repeat, the shows as a whole, Clone Wars did almost twice, or about twice as, as many viewers as Mandalorian did. So it's, I mean can't overlook that part quite when when it was on television no uh the season seven clone wars versus season one mandalorian on disney plus really yeah this numbers came out a few months ago i don't buy it (laughs) because like it was of all streaming uh original shows on all platforms because stranger things have been number one then Mandalorian came out and it took over Stranger Things to being number one. And then Clone Wars came out and it took over Mandalorian. And it was, again, by about twice as much as what Mandalorian was. Do you know what overtook them all? I, I don't. <laughs> the, the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> the, the chess show. <laughs> Is that so? That's so maybe she should be the leader of Mandalorian. <laughs> I would. I mean, if we're basing it on if we're basing it on popularity, you know, she can just come in and start doing chess. I'll I'll play you, Bob Gideon, a game of chess to see who gets the dark saber. Yo, okay. I would lose my crap in a good way. I would like not stop laughing for the next ten hours if they show up to Mandalore and Queen Elizabeth is on the throne. That would be good. That would be amazing. All right. Okay. Let me see. I need any of these any of these statistics. I, I don't. I might. I might have have them saved. I can try to see if I find them later. Um, but I do want to mention too because I, I was thinking, when you're trying to find a quote on Game of Thrones, it made me think um, of a quote from the Dark Knight series that um, just in relation to what you were saying about with Bo-Katan and her maybe fighting against in uh, Jaren and all that. Um, yeah. Because I was thinking about the the, the when they 
talked about, I think it was in the Dark Knight specifically when they said you either die a hero or live long enough to be, see yourself become a villain. Yes. I mean, they could take that route, but again, I think I, I, I think that is part of the separation of this show versus others. Mandalorian seems inherently optimistic in, in its overall tone and vibe. The Dark Knight is literally kidnapped. called the Dark Knight. They just kidnapped Baby Yoda, man. Right, to save him. You can't save him if he isn't kidnapped. Hello, baby. <laughs> He's not had a good season. He's throwing up. He's getting yelled at for eating all the time. I, I mean, I, I think it was you. Somebody said something to me fairly recently. I think it was you. When is he going to start talking, too? Oh, I don't know. He's cooling a lot and making sounds. I mean, in theory, he's 50 years old, and I know he, he apparently he, they just his species ages slower, it would seem. Um, but, like, he's at the point where he's very clearly responding to his name and understands he can somehow communicate with Ahsoka to some extent. So when does he start talking? And if so, what did Grogu's first words? Daddy. I mean, you know, yeah, right. that, that would work. <laughs> Okay, here, here's something interesting. I, I can't find. We're talking about ratings. I can't find the. Um, I can't find the. Uh, sorry, Clone Wars versus Mandalorian, right? Uh huh. But Netflix is Netflix. Their whole thing works for them because they're comparing like a first weekend, let's say. Yeah. Of Stranger Things with all episodes dropping. Oh, I, f- I found I found the one I was talking about. Okay, they're they're comparing a whole for you know season three of uh, of Stranger Things was stronger than this season of The Mandalore, right? Mandalorian. Uh-huh. But they're comparing all the people who are watching that weekend, all you know, ten, twelve episodes versus all the people who are watching this one episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you'll find that even the boys, which I like that show quite a bit, the boys on Amazon Prime, it did more than a Mandalorian because more people are watching the first four episodes of, you know, the boys than are watching one episode of the Mandalorian. Because I don't think they're looking at individual, you know, people watching it, whether it's one or four episodes. I think they're looking at how many times these episodes have have been watched and obviously four episodes are going to be watched more than one well it's also weird how they do the metrics you know and what they are measuring by because what i'm seeing here i did find the one i was talking about from however many months ago the terminology it uses is most wanted digital originals in the u.s across all streaming platforms i don't i don't know what they did to measure what's most wanted you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Um, and it also, let me see. So number three is Stranger Things. And there's a number associated with it. I don't know, again, what this number is. But the number is uh, almost 58 million for Netflix. Number two is The Mandalorian for Disney Plus at 62 million. And then number one, Disney Plus, is The Clone Wars at 140 million. 140 million for a single episode? I no, I don't think I think it's the series as a whole. 
or, or like the season, like season seven, because that's the only one that was exclusive to digital platform Disney Plus. Well, I guess Netflix too, but it says Disney Plus here. It doesn't say Netflix. And then, but the question, is, but the question is, are they looking at? See, this is what gets confusing. Are they looking at um, the amount of people, right, who yeah. are watching the Clone Wars, or are they talking about people are only watching season seven? I, I believe it is just just referring to season seven solely. Okay. And it, okay, so down here, okay, so okay, so it says that uh, it takes into account. The desire, engagement, and viewership weighted by importance with a stream slash download having the highest um, importance and like a social media interaction about the show being the lowest, it seems. So I guess that's how they measured audience demand for the analytics. So weird. Because the other, uh, the other analytics I'm looking at right now are basically called uh, resubscribes, I think. And so, basically, basically, according to this, our subscribers, Hamilton is better than everything. Well, because this came out before Hamilton was on Disney+. Plus. But no, this is only showing the amount of people who subscribed right before Hamilton or during Hamilton. Oh, so like, like potentially because of that occurring, the uh, subscription new people, essentially? Right, like people, people were basically just chilling and like, oh, I'll watch Hamilton. I already canceled, you know, six, eight months ago. I canceled the uh, when this was over, so let me go ahead and watch it. And they resubscribe. Right. It, it does. It does leaps and bounds more of people resubscribing for um, second season of Mandalorian or for Mulan or when Frozen Two came on there. So. I think you know. there's also a, a huge generational aspect to it too, you know, because we're talking about digital streaming platforms, and while they are common to the household today, I think it's pretty well accepted that they lean toward a younger generation as far as the popularity of a platform. So, for example, I, I feel like as a show, Mandalorian appeals to everyone, but mostly. Um, um, let's say 30 to 50 range. I mean, I'm just throwing out things here, but whereas Clone Wars season seven would, it still has those viewers, of course, but I feel like it's core viewership are, are the people who grew up with it. So you're looking at more, your uh, I don't know, again, like let's say 15 to 30 somewhere in that range. And if you have more people on your platform in that range, then that's going to help that show do better. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody... I don't know. I really don't know. I, I think all these people are confused. You know, my, my So I got a new TV the other day, and they wanted to know what I watched. And I was like, nope. They wanted to know if it would be okay <laughs> that they, they tracked what I watched. You know, because you look at this, and so it says the season two premiere of Mandalorian drew 1.4 million households, 1.04 million households, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but in the same article, it says that Disney has 60 million subscribers. Okay. So do you only think that one out of every 60 subscribers? Watch Mandalorian in the opening weekend? Well, I mean, no, but but I also wonder this. That's 60 million globally because the show 
did that i know season one was not released globally at the same time it has season two been released at the same time what do you mean like in season one when it uh uh mandalorian came out with the premiere of disney plus which rolled out at different times in different countries like japan for example was yeah, way yeah. later you know so like is season two was that has each episode been released know, globally at the same time as far as okay. i know it has because if not even... i would affect that but if it has then obviously not well, and then also looking at it, uh, so season two premiere of Mandalorian drew 1.4 million households, 1.04. Um, Borat opening week and drew 1.6 million. Huh. Do you believe that uh, 1.12 million people paid specifically to see uh, Mulan on their premiere access? It doesn't seem but like less, it. but less people watched Mandalorian. You know that doesn't on, on the same it doesn't seem right, like right. So it's like okay, I don't know what these numbers are. I mean, and I know we're in the middle of the Star Wars fandom. We get a lot of that side of things, but that just doesn't seem like like for example, we talk about this like like at work, for example, the people I work with. They there are people I know who genuinely don't care about Star Wars, but they watch the Mandalorian because they like it as a show. So people. Right talk about Mandalorian. I'm used to that. That It's kind of a work thing. And they don't even know Mulan exists on Disney+. Plus. You know? Like, it seems like they're on two different playing fields, almost. And plus, there wasn't a boycott of Mandalorian, too. Just saying. It's strange. Like, I, like I wish I, I wish I could knew actual numbers, or that there was something that was, uh, um, you know, I, from what I hear, everybody sort of Lies or fudges numbers, so yeah, yeah. That uh, my I was really I became jaded with numbers when I found out that even conventions like totally skew the numbers of how many people go. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but why would see why would they say? Sorry, good. Well, no, I'm like, if, if you can't even tell me how many people showed up at your convention, honestly, like, what numbers matter anymore? Right, but do, do you honestly believe that with the general public? Uh, so, so just so just looking at our fan base, there's a ton of people that would watch uh, Clone Wars. Absolutely, just looking at you know the Star Wars fandom. Do you see any of these people going? I'm not watching Mandalorian though. Right. No. <laughs> it, it, it should almost it should almost be equal, if anything. You know, and you don't see ads and 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 all these me just just the the knowledge of Mandalorian is so much higher that. You honestly would expect it just to be huge from people wanting to check in to see what's going on. So I don't really know. I don't really understand anything, to be honest. You know, I really wonder if the person exists out there who watched and loved Clone Wars and hasn't seen Mandalorian. Because I know the other way around exists. You know? But, like, I know people, personally, I know people, again, like I was just talking about, who know and watch and like Mandalorian and haven't seen and don't really care to see Clone Wars, but I haven't really heard about anything the other way around. No, I haven't either. Well, I've heard of people not liking any of them. Well, sure. <laughs> wow. So anyway, Boba Fett, uh, he's back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that it's official now. I mean, I, again, I think everybody pretty much knew this, especially after um, chapter four, Five or whichever one it was, where um, the one that Dave Filoni directed with Fennec Shand and uh, uh, the uh, 
spur sound effect and the radio waves and all that stuff came out. We talked about it at the time. I mean, we knew either it is Boba Fett or they're intentionally making us think it is, you know? Well, so, and there's also possible plot holes unless they solve it. You know what I'm talking about? No. Well, it's not really a plot hole so much as it just doesn't make any sense. Um, if, if his armor was that big of a deal, why did it take so long to get it back? Well, we don't know how long it was missing. Well, well I, I, I guess we do. Kind of. Because yeah, when, when Cobb Vanth was doing his like backstory, he made it seem like it wasn't... It really was almost a matter of days after the fall of the Empire that he ended up with it. Correct. So is that, what, seven years, five years? How long after Return of the Jedi is it? I, I think it's like five-ish. Five, five or more years. Right. Boba Fett knows who had his armor. He would clearly whoop Cobb Vanth's butt, and he doesn't go for it. Now, why? Maybe that's all in the miniseries. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly ways around it. I mean, because like in the, in, in the interview he did, uh, Demar Morrison said he, he doesn't know how Boba Fett survived at this point. Or yeah, at least he's really... contractually obligated to say that he doesn't, at least. Yeah, that could be the case, for sure. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out somewhere. I'd rather not see it in a comic book, you know? Oh, yeah. I'd rather it be live action. And then speaking of, like, comics and live action and all that kind of stuff, uh, one of the rumors is we're getting a High Republic animated series. Yeah, I saw that uh, a few days ago. Let me... I didn't pull that up. Way to call me out. What's your thoughts on that? Sorry, what's your thoughts? (laughs) Um, I think it's cool. I think it's a, the perfect medium to do that. I think if you're going to uh, show something like that, it's best to do it first in animation, hopefully the style of the Clone Wars, uh, rather than live action. Um, let me see. Okay, so this is from Cinelinks. It is an exclusive, uh, which I, I did see. I just, again, was called out here by Mark. Sorry. <laughs> you're good. Um, Sorry. Well, it says that, uh, again, it is animated, like you said, um, and it is, the the sentence uh, Jordan Mason wrote here says, and I quote, Star Wars animated projects are still in the works, and we've heard word that one of them will let fans experience the High Republic. I think we can... And he says, over the last couple of days, I've heard from a handful of sources that three new animated series are currently in various stages of development, one of which would be set during the High Republic era. Obviously, another one is Bad Batch, so this third one is kind of a question mark. Could be the Rebels follow-up, maybe, but I guess we'll see. Um, and uh, yeah, this is an unexplored time in Star Wars, at least with the current canon. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's perfect for it. I think it's going to be... I think it has a lot of potential and this is going to sound a little judgmental. And I don't mean this to be bad against anything that we've already gotten, but I think if you take a show that takes place in this era, we have all this art of all these Jedi with their lightsabers and all that kind of stuff. They're like prototype early lightsabers. If we take a show like that and if we make it in the style of a more rebels or resistance type of show as far as like the tone and, and how it's handled. I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to be a little bit of a waste of the potential of this series. If you give it the more, uh, a bit more gravity to the story of it, 
like everybody knows with the Clone Wars, the thing that made that show everyone's favorite, essentially. Um, if you give it that element to it, I think it has the potential to be massive. I don't know uh, <laughs> which way it's yeah. going to go. But... And for all, for all you know, the reason that they're maybe they're saving Yoda for that show. I mean, it could be. Talking about the, no, no, I'm talking about the High Republic show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd like I'd like to see everything. I, I certainly <laughs> hope that uh, we get we start to learn a little bit more about what they're planning. You and I talked about this before. They should be telling us all about. Um, they should be telling us all about these animated shows. It's the easiest thing to make right now during during lockdown. Yeah. Well, just Im- imagine if they we got an actual baby Yoda in this show. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Like they make products for him, and like you know, you're in Walmart, and you're like, "Oh, look, it's Baby Yoda." It's like, wait, is it Baby Yoda or is it Grogu? Because they both exist now. Like, we still got to find out. We still got to find out who uh, who spirited him away. Yeah, which once again, if you listen to Mike Zero, it was uh, honestly, of course, I haven't watched this myself, but it's my understanding from what I've heard that he said that Mace Windu is the one who swept him away from the temple and also the one who's going to return. That could be wrong, and I honestly don't really care. Uh, but that's what I heard that he was saying. So we can run with that. I mean, again, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but bad or shirtless mall, so let's go. Shirtless mall. Yeah. Hopefully one day. I just need it. I just want a shirtless mall calendar. Like he, he actually has a firefighter's hat on. Oh, Tim. Tim. You're just giving me so much to think about tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so we might have some good news after Thursday, so let's just hope. Okay. And then we got Friday. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and I really, again, I'm very genuinely interested and, and kind of intrigued by this potential Rex stuff. Because, again, inclu- including Jordan Mason here uh, with Cinelli. Yep. He, he said that, and he's... He's pretty I, solid. I I want to say it was him just like last week. Uh, somebody says something to him about Rex and he, his response was basically keep paying attention over the next couple weeks. So uh, I don't know. I'm like, Let's like see. you said, he's, pr- he's pretty reputable. So I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, Cause I don't know. I, I'm, re- I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued by that one. That like one. it would be pretty great to have Boba Fett and Rex like talk to each other in the same scene. <laughs> It would be weird. It would be very weird, but it would be pretty awesome, and it could be pretty comedic, too, if you do it right. Especially with Din there, just like, what the crap is going on? Anyway. And I just see people asking if there's any word on Rex. Oh, it's one guy over and over and over again. What is wrong with this guy? Uh-huh. There's one guy, right? Yeah. On, he must have been, what day was Thanksgiving? 27th? No, 25th, 25th, I believe. 5th or 6th. Okay. Okay, 27th. 27th, this guy was really bored. But he's like, can you clarify your Tamura Morrison tweet from a few months back? Who did you hear he was also playing? Because I believe Rex is out of the question and that Ahsoka's episode is done. Same guy. Hello, Jordan. Any word on Rex? Do you think Tamura <laughs> will appear as him in one of the remaining three episodes? Perhaps with the New Republic? Sad we didn't see him. Same day. <laughs> Hello, Jordan. Anywhere in Iraq? Do you think he'll still appear? It's like, come on, man. Is now the time to tell you that's one of my alt accounts? 
Is it really? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> I should I should do that tonight. Like, hey Jordan, just want to check in real quick. Yeah, we only got two episodes left, and uh, just wondering what's up yeah. with this whole Rex thing. You know, I have to talk when the episodes over. I want to just complain about things. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, cool. How many other one words can I get out? Well, like one word <laughs> phrase sentence things. <laughs> there you go. That should be like your your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let me try to get this down. Okay. <sighs> okay, I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Was that no. too much? Yes. Okay. He's gonna go. <laughs> There you go. Perfect. Okay, I'll practice that. I actually won't. Oh, all right, fine. Don't. So, if anybody's still listening, um, uh, thank you all for for being here, listening. And uh, if you have any thoughts on any of the things that we went over, of course, we'd love to hear them. We have a Twitter account and an Instagram account at Podcast Two One Eight Seven. We have a website. We have emails. We've got a phone number to text or call, which is seven three one three hundred two one eight seven. Um. And uh, again, if you if you feel like you know, I just want to send an email. There's a really cool email address you can send it to. I mean, yeah, there, there's contact at podcast com or whatever. That's all boring. <laughs> send it to Godzilla at podcast com. Send Mark Thank an you. email. Do it. Send it to me. I'm very oh, disappointed. My my uh, my movie is going to uh, HBO. Which one? King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I did see that. Yeah, I'm still gonna see it in the theater. I don't care. <laughs> I will triple mask up if I have to. <laughs> I mean that that really does seem like that's a, a real theater experience kind of movie. Hey, can we talk about what's coming out in Lifetime? Are Are you talking about Colonel Sanders? Yes. Jeez, I I like wanted to gouge my eyes out when I saw that. A recipe for seduction. Get it? Recipe for seduction. <laughs> yes, I get it. I got it at the time, it too. It says, we all have our secrets. It just so happens to be a recipe for seduction. And it's Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I gotta no. watch No. I have to. It's a mini movie, so it can't be that long. Wasn't he sleeveless in the poster? Yes, he's, he's, got, yeah. he's got guns. <laughs> Colonel Sanders was a real person. Why are we disgracing him like this? Hey, Colonel Sanders is now Latino. Mario, <laughs> Mario meant Lopez. To be in Mario a movie that this man has essentially he created something that has provided food and family bonding and so much over decades. And here we're putting him in a lifetime movie called Recipe for Seduction. It'd be awesome. I mean, it's nothing sacred anymore. <laughs> well, look, we got we got Boba Fett, we got Boba Fett back, and we got Colonel Sanders back. Uh, I like one of those two things. Yeah, well, that's fine. It's Boba Fett, if you're wondering. <laughs> I feel like I have to clarify. You don't have to clarify. Everybody knows. All right. Well, again, uh, I I appreciate everybody for uh, <laughs> sticking around. And like Mark said, we'll see what happens on Thursday if there is any sort of uh, announcement stuff, especially if it's anything unexpected. So basically, anything other than Bad Batch. 
you know, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see what's going on. Uh, we'll cover that if there's anything to be discussing. And if nothing else, we will have the next episode, the second to last episode of The Mandalorian for season two. We do not yet have a title or description for it. I'll keep my eye out for that. But so far, I haven't seen that. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. So appreciate you all for listening. We'll be back next time. And we are looking forward to it. See ya. You're just going to let me be creepy and not join in? I said bye. Oh, I didn't hear it. I don't know where you go. Oh, no. You'll never get my spices. <laughs> get my spices. I, can't, I almost I was going to curse, but I'm not going to. Do it. Do it. Do it. I know what you're going to say, and it's worth it. Do it. There are my spices, you bitch. <laughs> Yeah, no better way to end it.